Ah, greetings, B-movie aficionados. All right, hello, and welcome to Couple of Flicks. I am Tristan. I am Nick. And I'm Zach. So today we're going to be talking about our top five favorite films of the decade. So, would you like to go first? Uh, sure. All right, this is a hard one. Yeah. Because we're just, I don't know. I threw again together a whole big list, and I'm just going to randomly pick, pick them out, I guess. I, but I think I'm just going to go with my, my fifth one is Interstellar. Mm. Even though I know a lot of people didn't like it, but I thought it was great. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it too, actually. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. I didn't see that one yet. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there. I just thought, it, like, like, I cried, like, the whole, you know, the, the Matthew McConaughey, the meme, that, yeah. that crying meme picture that's all over the internet. <laughs> that scene yeah. made me bawl like a little bitch. <laughs> I was like, oh, my. Because do you know what the background of that scene is at all? Or I don't think so. So basically the plot of the movie is they're trying to find um, more energy or something. I forget exactly, but the, the earth is dying and yeah. they're trying to find a new place to live. <laughs> and Matthew McConaughey is searching out a new or is searching out like three new planets that they could possibly inhabit. And one of them, like, science uh something to do with gravity makes you know you know how gravity makes time dilate of some sort so the the first planet they go to they fuck up and they're there for an hour when they're supposed to be there for like five minutes or something and then instead of like it being like i don't know a year or so that was gonna pass 20 years pass while they were on one planet for an hour and he goes up and he sees 20 years of his daughter that he left all, you know, behind. And he just, it's like a montage of his daughter growing up and he was only gone for an hour, but he sees her like from a child to an adult and it's heartbreaking. Yeah. McConaughey plays that, like that crying thing is just like, it broke my heart when I saw it. And like, it is memed, but I thought, I still think that it's just an incredible, one of like the best scenes yeah, like emotional scenes out of the decade. <clears throat> Even it's... if like the whole movie itself wasn't like all that great or cohesive, like there's plot holes they say, but I was science fiction, so I can overlook plot some of these kind of like time travel plot holes. Yeah, and shit. But the emotional resonance of that film, like, was deep, and I liked it a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's the kind of film that. <clears throat> doesn't weigh itself down with the techno jargon and all that stuff. And some people like to pretend that Christopher Nolan does that, but he really doesn't. I mean, for me, like both this and inception were perfectly easy to follow. I don't know yeah. why everybody finds them so confusing, yeah. you know? Um, so, and this was, yeah, I, I liked, I didn't feel confused by any of it. I thought it was well-written. I thought it was well-directed. It's a little slow at first, I suppose. Maybe it may not necessarily be the type of movie that like everybody can get into necessarily, but that's kind of true of any outer space movie. I mean, generally speaking, outer space films are just not for everybody. I mean, I know people who can't stand even something that's as well-made as like the Martian or, 
um, gravity or anything or things like that. I didn't like gravity. I I liked gravity, but there was one thing I didn't like about it. But I'll I'll talk about that another t- another <laughs> day. You know. Um, but I I love outer space movies and Interstellar. I loved so nice. Yeah, I'll check it out at some point. <laughs> it's a good Nolan movie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'd say. By the way, do you have a favorite Christopher Nolan film? Mm, I'd probably, I'd probably say The Dark Knight. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Yeah. I really like his first two films, Following and Memento. Um, yeah, I like Memento a lot. Yeah, but... I highly recommend Following. I think um, I've seen it, but I'm not sure. I know it's a black and white one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really well done. But Memento's great too, and uh, I also really like Dunkirk a lot too. Actually, that was very technically well done. I didn't see get to see that one. Yeah. I wanted to, but yeah, it's good. It's it's worth watching. <clears throat> Should um, I go next, or do you want to go? You can go, I guess. All right. Uh, my number five is Mad Max Fury Road. That almost was That's on my top one, five. Yeah. <clears throat> I thought about it too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's so close, but yeah. Any, so do you want to like elaborate on why? Or I mean, uh, pretty much everybody loves this movie, but yeah. Yeah, know. just the way it was made, like very little special effects and all that. Yeah, and there's, yeah. there's like, I don't know, post-apocalyptic movies like that don't come around very often like that are that good yeah that was it was actually i didn't even i mean it's outstanding it's it's definitely like one of like and it's not often yeah like you said it's not often that films like that tend to i think that like i mean of course there's stuff like terminator 2 and so that people and die hard but i feel like mad max fury road and like in my opinion it's it was like it's it's probably like the like the ultimate example of like a post-apocalyptic picture in that is that like it's an action movie that's that's that good i mean yeah and also the director coming from doing from like happy feet and stuff (laughs) to doing that (laughs) i also found that funny (laughs) yeah Yeah, george miller hey yeah there's another miller (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um yeah no good choices my my number five i'm gonna go with um an animated movie and which by the way just because this is in my top five doesn't necessarily i recommend it to everybody because i know that most people probably wouldn't be able to stand this movie but um anomalisa uh which Part of the reason it's on my top five is because I felt really bad for putting adaptation on the list of films that I hated, you know, because I love Charlie Kaufman and I think that he's a brilliant writer um, and a brilliant director. And this is a film that he co-directed with. uh, Oh, gosh, now I'm not remembering his name. Well, okay, but anyway, um, it's an animated movie, but it uses um, stop motion and puppetry. And it's it's kind of a dark comedy, but it's uh a much more nuanced film it's very psychological uh it's the kind of film that is a little bit enigmatic uh a lot of it doesn't really make a tremendous amount of sense but i was so emotionally with this movie 
I love it. I would recommend it, but mm. just don't expect to like it, I guess is what I'd say. Like, if you are going to watch it, watch it for the animation technique. Uh, I mean, I like Kaufman. Yeah. I didn't. I know of that movie, and I didn't want to watch it, but now yeah. I'm interested. Yeah. Even a lot of fans of his work didn't like it. Uh, so, But I thought it was amazing, you know? So. So number four for me. Mm. I will. I'm just. I'm gonna go with the Buda, Grand Budapest Hotel. Just because uh, Wes Anderson, one of my favorite directors, and. I think that I yeah I'd have to say that's probably my favorite film of his. It's hard to Other, choose. It's really hard to choose. I like his early shit like Rock, Bottle Rocket too and mm. Rushmore a lot. Yeah, but Bottle Rocket. That's his newer stuff. I think. Yeah, Budapest Hotel is his better ones of the newer ones he's made, even though they're all fantastic. <laughs> Bottle Rocket. That's a movie that's really grown on me. I gotta say, I didn't used I to like it, but yeah, <laughs> I thought it was hilarious when yeah. I first saw it. Yeah. I think, yeah, I watched it probably just because I think the first time I watched it, it was like on, it was on Comedy Central. I, I think I was expecting it to be like a certain kind of movie. I didn't think it was going to be like a lot more of its own kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think when I first saw it, I was sort of like, uh, just kind of bewildered by it, you know, but, uh, yeah, I, I've seen it again since. And, and yeah, that is a fantastic movie. Yeah. I definitely like saw parts of it on Comedy Central but I never watched it until I went through like a Wes Anderson kick. I was just going through all of them and I hit like more of his, you know, eh, Oh, darling limited is actually my favorite, but Mm. I hit, you know, some of his, uh, you know, the newer ones. And then I went back to bottle rocket and Rushmore. Yeah. And I was like, Oh no, I just love bottle (laughs) rocket. (laughs) Owen Wilson is just fucking hilarious in that one. Darjeeling Limited is a really underrated one. Yeah, no one that's like people's least favorite, yeah. but it's mine. Yeah, that one in Moonrise Kingdom a lot of people don't like those ones, but I I love both of them. Darjeeling's my second favorite of his. Mm. Life Aquatic's my favorite movie. Like, period. So. Mm. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. nice. <laughs> and Which also was... Grand Budapest, is it on my list? It's It was at number one. yeah nice cool yeah so i'll just do that for my next one i guess (laughs) hey you know (laughs) we should say by the way these lists aren't final so yeah Yeah. cool so grand budapest hotel for both of you (laughs) my Fourth favorite, my favorite, my fourth favorite film of the year is a coming of age film. Decade or this year? Or I mean, of the decade. I mean, sorry, not of the year, of the decade. Um, it's a coming of age film, which I tend to like a lot of those. I love those. Yeah, and there's been some good ones that have come out this decade. Um, but I really like this, this one that was made last year. It's a really weird one. It's called We the Animals, which. I think is on Netflix, but I'm not sure. Um, but I saw that one in the theater as well. Um, and I say as well, because um, last time I was talking about how I saw marriage story in the theater, um, even though that's on Netflix. Um, and, but yeah, that, that one I saw in the theater as well. And um, it's a really weird one. Um, there's a lot of, it doesn't really have a plot. It's pretty much just about like these, 
this family that's like kind of they're impoverished and it's it's pretty odd as it goes along it gets pretty violent and surreal it's uh probably not really everyone's kind of film um but it reminded me a lot of movies like tree of life and like beasts of the southern wild and moonlight and stuff like that it's just kind of dreamlike and the odd kind of soundtrack odd quality i just i tend to like weirder types of films like that and uh yeah that one uh that one really was moving to me i thought i'd I'd recommend that one well speaking of coming of age this isn't my next one or i was thinking of putting it on the list though uh the way way back yeah, I, I love, love the way that movie. Yeah, that, that's a fantastic <laughs> I watched it movie. Multiple times, and I usually don't even do that for those kind of movies, but mm-hmm. I did watch it like within like a week and a few times. It was that good. <clears throat> yeah, way way back is great. And that's Sam Rockwell is such a great actor. Oh, I love him. Oh my god, Moon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. Moon is great. Yeah. The director of Moon, I think he he also did that Source Code movie with Jake Gyllenhaal, which. I actually, uh, not everybody liked that one, but I actually thought that one, I actually think that one's kind of underrated. You know, I like that. But then he did Mute, and yeah, that one wasn't good. (laughs) (laughs) He also did the World of Warcraft movie as well. Oh, the way, way back guy did the World of Warcraft? Oh, no, um, the guy who directed Moon. um, (laughs) It's it's, uh, David Bowie's son, but I can't remember what his name is for some reason. Um, Oh. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not remember. I'm not remembering names lately. So, uh, the World of Warcraft. I'm a huge WoW player, yeah. as I've mentioned before. They, I don't know what they. They have a good story in that, yeah. and Blizzard makes fantastic animations. Yeah. Why did they go live action at all? They, I, play. This is just a tangent. Blizzard should have just made their own movie with their actual story they laid out that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. And made them awesome. They like their you know pre-rendered CGs is just like fucking above any gaming company really out there today. Yeah. Like even back in the day of like Diablo and shit and StarCraft One and everything, there was their in-game cinematics were like astounding. Why yeah. why didn't they just make a CG movie? <clears throat> I mean, if you want me to be honest, Blizzard has been not all of their choices in the past five or ten years have been that good. Oh, since they got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, since they got acquired by Activision. Yeah, it's been shit. Yeah, it's been a shit show. But... Bit of a shit show. <laughs> Money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad. I'm glad to know that you saw the movie War- Warcraft, though, because I didn't. And I. Oh, I didn't yeah. see it. Oh, you didn't. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Never mind. Because I want. I was going. Well, I mean, um, I can see it for free somehow if it's ever on Netflix or something. But yeah. Like, just because I'm a huge fan and I know that it's dumb. I yeah. didn't watch it. <laughs> I know what it was going to be. I didn't yeah. have to watch it to watch it. Yeah, you can scratch that one off the list. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> yeah. If I can find it for free. <laughs> okay. What number are we on? Well, I just gave my number four choice. Um, okay. And both and... our fours were Budapest? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Should I go with three then? Yes. Let's see. I will do... Hmm. I'm going to go with for three... Uh, Parasite. Yeah. 
right. I still haven't seen that. It's so, like 2019 was a good year for movies, I feel. Yeah, agreed. And I honestly, as far as movies go, like as far as technicals go, like I think that's near perfect of a movie. Mm. Like if you want to make it technical with it, I can't really see much wrong with it. Yeah. Like I, I'm tempted to, I was tempted to put it at number one, but I just, I was like, eh, it's new enough that I, I don't know, might yeah. need to test some time. But like, it was just like very, very good. Yeah. <laughs> like unbelievably good from like a Korean director too. I'm not saying like, not, I don't know, racism or anything, but like, you know, Hollywood isn't necessarily well established outside of Hollywood. Yeah. So an actual, you know, foreign film making a Hollywood like movie. Yes. Yeah. It was just a good movie. It's fucking crazy how yeah. good it was. And I mean, he's he's made films for Hollywood before. Yeah, I mean, he Snow did Pier- Snowpiercer. That's my least favorite of yeah. this, too. And it's the most Hollywood. Yeah. And Snowpiercer, I, I, and I do like Snowpiercer, but it's not as good as the films that he did in his native country. Yeah, you know? I think it's fine as a movie. Yeah. But like... yeah. I have some qualms with Snowpiercer that most i mean admittedly they mostly have to do with the fact that i'm i'm familiar with the source material that it's based on you know but like if i just kind of take that aspect out of it like i still have some issues with like the last third of that movie it's kind of when it starts falling apart for so me so there was also so. some points in that movie where i was i forget how i watched it but i think i know that there were no subtitles for uh, that the korean the character hmm. the korean characters yeah so when they were like somehow i got a a, a version without any subtitles so i was a little confused honestly at the last act if Mm. like there were subtitles not or were they just talking and like that i think it was because there was multiple things going on at the end so and i think they were cutting back to the those characters and then the main character and then the stuff that was going on in the train like on the rest of the train and what was happening with the, the people there and like there was, there was. I mean, so much happens in the last like twenty minutes of but, that movie. But, but, but and, was there um, subtitles? They, that, I think so. Yeah, because there was, because they were talking like yeah. normal, and I had no idea what the, the the Korean actor was saying at all. Yeah, and it kind of got me confused. And it was within like when they got to like the engine room and shit, so I yeah. was missing a big chunk just because oh. of the version I watched too. That's, I believe that's frustrating. Yeah. There's a lot of people with like different accents in that movie too, so it's yeah. like not exactly an easy <laughs> film to follow dialogue-wise. So. Yeah. But yeah, Parasite. Yeah, I definitely would like to see that oh, one. Oh, you got um, him so good. Yeah, I'm stoked. And also, like when it like because and I, I to bring up the Marriage Story, because um, now I'm kind of having a lot of thoughts about like movies about families and like how families try to survive and stuff like that and. So a movie like Parasite, like that subject matter kind of, uh, I don't know. That's something I'm really interested in right now. So. Yeah, I mean, you should definitely check that out. Yeah. So now I think it's your to- choice. Yeah, we're on. Yeah. Three. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number three was Get Out. Uh, we've Sorry. talked about it on lists before, but... Yeah. <laughs> I was going to really... mention that one probably too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... yeah. Get Out was was really that good. I mean, <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. yeah. It was one of the few movies that were hyped up that actually lived up to the hype for me. Yeah. Yep, Same. Definitely. Same. And it's also one of those movies that and I think I said this last time, but it really I think it bears repeating that it really does benefit from a rewatch. Like if 
even if you didn't really necessarily like it the first time, which I, you know, we all loved it. But if even if you're the type of person who watched it the first time and didn't really like it, it still is worth rewatching because there is a lot of things that are kind of there that you don't necessarily absorb upon one view and you're not really meant to absorb it on one viewing. There's things that you kind of recognize uh, to a greater capacity in hindsight. Um, so then when you rewatch it and you know, like kind of where it's leading, it actually makes it a lot more interesting and compelling. Hmm. And um, yeah, it really gives the film, you know, kind of a, like a life of its own, I think. So I only saw it in theaters the one time. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, no, Jordan Peele, like he really struck something like strong with that one. Yeah. So. Can't wait for his movies. Yeah. <laughs> I just want him to keep, just keep, keep making horror movies. You know, I don't even care if they're good or not. I just want him to keep making right. them. Yeah. <laughs> he said he's not doing anything other than horror for a while. Apparently. Right. It's a good idea. Good idea. He's yeah. good at that. you know us it wasn't a perfect movie but it was still a lot better than like a lot of horror movies that typically tend to come out better than most yeah agreed so did you ever see the uh video of him like answering fan theories about get out no i didn't no you should check that out it's really good yeah i will you know i like yeah get out is yeah has something pretty powerful to say. So, but yeah, I'll 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 look for that. So, um, my number third, my number three choice is um, uh, it's a controversial choice. I probably won't talk too much about it. It's called The Act of Killing. It's a documentary. Um, I know that some people don't really think that this film should even exist. Um, I'm sure there's probably some people who would think that I'm a scumbag for even having it on my top five. But I really think that films should like, I, I do feel, feel like filmmakers should be very brave. And I think that that's probably one of the bravest films I've ever seen. And there's a sequel to it called the look of silence, which in some ways is even better, but I'm just, I'm going to, so actually maybe this is a tie with, with, for both the act of killing and the look of silence. Um, but I would highly recommend both of those films, even if the subject matter doesn't really like interest you. I think you, one can learn a lot about human nature by watching documentaries in which the subjects are not good people. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Is that the, uh, did Draft House do that one? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure who put it out, but. Um, yeah. I, I know I've heard of it, but. Yeah. It's um yeah it was pretty controversial when it came out and uh, yeah and it definitely deserved to be but I don't know I it was very brave and you know when you look at the, one of the more interesting things about it in my opinion um, kind of looking back on it because as you're watching it you're kind of like realizing wow this is a movie where these people are admitting to committing some of the most atrocious sort of actions against other people. Um, but then you get to the credits list and most of the people in the list are anonymous. <laughs> They're just listed as anonymous and, uh, or John Doe or Jane Doe or whatever. So the film doesn't really give you a tremendous amount of closure. It's, you know, kind of a disheartening experience, but I think it's also a very educational experience, both of them actually. So, and it just to kind of summarize, I mean, basically 
we're talking about a movie in which the people who are making it are interviewing and uh, genociders. So how do they do? Uh, yeah. Anyway, I, I won't go uh, on, but it sounds interesting. It is interesting. I think I would recommend it personally. So. All right. Yeah. Okay, number two. This, you might have this one, Zach, because we mentioned it on the other one. But it was a uh, cabin in the woods. Yeah, that was that was my number two. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, was, I mean, I am just like I've been a Buffy fan and Angel fan. Drew Goddard, you know, directed it, and you know, Joss Whedon helped. Like, did he help write or just produce it? Well, I know he wrote right. it. Um, yeah. He wrote Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I'm just a huge Joss Whedon yeah. fan. Yeah, he probably Buffy would have directed and... it if he wasn't too busy directing the Avengers <laughs> yeah. that year. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And I, th- I hear that's one of the reasons because it was delayed a fuck ton of time. Like for a yeah. few years, it was done all final cut and everything. Yeah, but it was still delayed a couple of years. I think because Joss was making the Avengers movies. Yeah, that so. was a lot. And I also I get the impression also that the people who produced it like. They didn't really quite know how to how to market it exactly. Like, yeah. I think they yeah. weren't really sure because I don't know. Studios, when it comes to like horror movies and stuff, they're still kind of clueless. They don't really know what horror fans will necessarily want to go and in see. In so. Original movies too. They're just like, what is this shit? Exactly. Give me a sequel now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They would have rather he'd written the the remake of Evil Dead probably. So. Right. But I just so good. Because, you know, as a horror fan, it just hits all those strokes. And it makes, you know, gives plot to them. And the underground scenes were just amazing. The fish man. Mm-hmm. Fucking... So many Easter eggs everywhere, too. Yeah. 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 I also, and also, I'm, you know, it's worth mentioning that I, I mean, personally, I don't know about you guys, but I actually personally found the film to be genuinely kind of scary at, at a few different points. You know, I don't. I mean, I get scared pretty easily when it comes to films in general. You know, when it comes to horror movies, I'm a pretty, I'm a lightweight, but I still like them. And uh, so, but I, but, you know, I like that this is a movie that is quality, that is actually entertaining and has, you know, characters that you like and is well-written. And it also happens to be scary. Yeah. There was, I mean, when they, the first, the hillbilly, whatever zombies started coming, that was about the scariest part, but. Yeah. I wasn't too scared throughout most of it because it was what it was. Yeah. And I loved uh, his stoner character, Marty, or whatever. <laughs> he was yeah. the best. Yeah. I loved his bong. I like that he ended up. <laughs> it was funny because, like, that fit once that movie came out, and, like, people on the internet were like, how the fuck do I get one of those? <laughs> and, and I, like, Joss Whedon came out and said, that was just a prototype type thing, and it doesn't even work. That costed us $5,000 to make. <laughs> yeah. So I'm pretty sure there are working ones out now, but, like, when that movie first hit, it. like people were wanting it and he was like it costed us five thousand dollars to make a moving prop so <laughs> yeah. like i said when we were talking about it on the other podcast we were super stoned when we saw that movie so like yeah. the stoner being the hero was you were right. like yeah yeah <laughs> well you know i so good like the the <laughs> the marijuana was affecting the drugs they were giving him he was like yeah it's not because that is an effect with marijuana i've heard that it you know can inhibit other drugs (laughs) so it actually made sense that it was not working with those poisons that got the under the lab was using it was fucking funny as shit i you know i appreciated the subversiveness of having him be a character that you 
that ends up being more important than you expect. You know, that was, I really appreciated that. That was, that was cool. Yep. And his yeah. off camera death, of course. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, that same year they had a uh, cabin in the woods, haunted house at Halloween horror nights. Nice. So oh. I got to like walk through the elevator scene and shit. It was, it was awesome. <laughs> Damn. That would have been sweet. To I go like to. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, my choice. What was my? Oh, I remember. Uh, my second, my number two choice is. Um, it's called Amour. It's a French film that was made by an Austrian filmmaker called Michael Haneke, who is currently my favorite filmmaker. And it's a very, very, very sad movie about a man who has to take care of her, his wife after she has a massive stroke. And uh, the title is a translation of the word love. And uh, I would probably call it among the greatest love stories I've seen. Um, but it's definitely a tearjerker. But that's my number two choice. I love that movie, you know. And um, yeah, if I like, if I were to like maybe whittle this like the list of like the best films I've seen this decade down to one, like it's not my favorite film of the decade. But it, I'd say out of all the films I've seen, it's probably the most well made. And um, yeah, I highly recommend that one if you haven't watched it yet. So. I've heard it. Yeah, I mean, I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah. What else did that director do? That sound, name sounds familiar. Yeah, he did um, The White Ribbon. He did Cachet. He did um, Funny Games. Okay, oh, that's, that's what I The remake of Funny Games? Or the, both the original both. and the remake. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I do. Okay, yeah. yeah. And they're both, I know it was like shot for shot, wasn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. the same movie, basically, yeah. I liked the American one. Yeah. I didn't see it. Actually, maybe I did see both, honestly. Yeah. Just because I thought it was interesting they made two of the same movie. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting cinematic experiment to like yeah. make one movie and then make the literally the exact same movie, but with different actors. I know? like Michael Pitt a lot, too. That. He was, yeah. He that, was great in Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, he's a great actor. Um, and I actually haven't seen him in much lately. Yeah, I haven't seen him in no. almost anything yeah. after Boardwalk Empire and that movie, really. Yeah. But I thought he was great. Yeah, he was he was scary in that one. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he's he's yeah. Right now, he's like pretty much my favorite filmmaker. So. Okay. so. Shot for shot remake, Psycho, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I I will admit that was also I found that interesting. Um, but I wouldn't say it's preferable to the original. I mean. No. I, <laughs> It's kind of unusual that they would cast Vince Vaughn. Yeah, that was the weirdest thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway. <laughs> Alright. Are we on number one now? Yes. Alright. Oh, so I fucked up my list, but I'll go with You could choose an honorable man. <laughs> okay, my number <laughs> Or you could go with whatever. I'll do number one right now as uh, you probably neither of you probably have either of these on it. Uh, I'll do. I just saw it recently. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I'll go with Coherence as my number one because it's it has. A, I've saw it a while ago and it had a lot more time to resonate. I'd mm-hmm. say than uh, my other one I was gonna put up there. But have you heard of Coherence? I have. I really, really want to see that one. I haven't yet, though. It's mine. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, and you, it's one of those that is not, it's like, like it get it gets better with rewatches, but yeah. you can rewatch it a dozen times. And it's like so, something you'll watch, pick out something new every single time. It's, mm. Uh, do you know at all how it was made or anything about the plot or um well i don't i remember reading about it when it came out and i remember writing the name down and i think i may have even bought purchased it but i just i haven't watched it yet um i remember thinking that it sounded like totally like my kind of movie though and that like the making of it was really interesting oh yeah, yeah. it's mind-bending it's a sci-fi yeah. It's like, but the movie was done real cheap in the producer slash director's own house mm. over a weekend. And it's all like improv. Yeah. And the, it, and it's like a mystery as well. Yeah. So every day, I guess the, or every like, you know, kind of breaks, the actors were just given cue cards of what they were supposed to bring up in a conversation. Okay. Something that's going to happen that only like their character would know about. Yeah. And just the fact, and then because it's, it's just like a sci-fi that just gets crazy and like crazy shit just start, starts happening, and certain people know certain things, and you're like, why the fuck is this happening? And then it all just blows up into this crazy web of just, it's I don't want to like get too spoily, but it is sci-fi. There's yeah. like dimensional stuff, and it's just like mind-blowingly good, and you're you're just like on the second rewatch, you're just grinning from ear to in. Grinning from ear to ear, yeah, because you know what's happening, and then you just <laughs> you see all the little pieces falling together the second time, whereas the first time you're like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> and at the end, you understand what happened, but then when you rewatch it, you know what's happening from the beginning, and then you see why all this shit's happened. It's just awesome. That sounds great. Yeah, <laughs> I rec- I can't recommend it enough. It's like an incredible film. Yeah. When it comes to intelligent science fiction films that yeah. kind of require more from you, and I, just, I like a lot of those. Like, I love how it was made too, because it's like they said, like the director was like kind of in corners, just like huddled up with the camera, because it was just the director being the cameraman too. Yeah. And it was, I just like how like it was all improv. They, yeah. they, they were the actors were in the dark about what was going on in the movie. Okay. Which made sense because it's a mystery kind of thing, and yeah, everyone was in the dark, and we're just crazy how it was made and how good it came out <laughs> being improv too because the dialogue actually felt real natural yeah like you could tell it wasn't scripted but it still wasn't like cheesy improv shit it was yeah you could kind of felt like because it, it was a gathering of people having a dinner party yeah when this event happens and you could say oh these guys yeah you could see them being all friends and that was one thing that i before i even like looked it up i was like oh this is really well made like the the dialogue's natural it feels cool and then i looked it up and it was like fucking all improv and i was like oh shit really oh, that's awesome <laughs> cool yeah coherence yeah. did you ever see primer no uh yeah i saw it once i did not get it <laughs> yeah it's that's a film that you, that you can you can eke a lot of substance out of that one if you're willing to dig, but it's yeah. it's definitely yeah. I could I didn't get it the first time I watched it. I didn't actually get it the second or third time I watched it either. Yeah. But now I'm starting to understand it more. Like it's it's yeah. I I think I I think I know what happened in Primer now. So I think. <laughs> I haven't seen either one of those. <laughs> so. yeah, it, the director primer did that up- upstream color movie and i saw that one too and yeah that one kind of the same thing happened when i watched like i just 
went right over my head. And it's oh. like, okay, that's one I'm going to have to, you know, sit on and watch again at some point. And I haven't yet, but I'm sure like the more I watch that, it's probably going to start sort of, yeah. Some, some movies you just have to kind of rewatch and get, gain more of the substance from it. So. Right. Well, my number one was Grand Budapest. <laughs> my number two was Cabin in the Woods. So this is technically my number three. <laughs> it was uh, Django Unchained. Oh, yeah. nice. I had that up there too. Yeah. Yeah. I love, yeah. Yeah. I, I love Quentin Tarantino and I love Westerns. And it was, it was just really good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely really love Django Unchained. Yeah. I. I think the the one th- and I I feel like I'm like maybe I'm the only one who kind of because I haven't met anybody else who feels this way but I felt like it was a little bit um, the editing was a little different from Tarantino's other films that he had made but then I like I realized that his editor had pa- like had had passed away I guess like the one that he yeah. Sally Mankey yeah she she'd passed away before Django Unchained had been you know had been made so and and i remember like when i watched Django unchained it just it felt different for me from his other films yeah yeah, Um, i can see that yeah um but having said that i i mean i i'm sure if i watched it again i wouldn't even it wouldn't even bother me but i just remember the first time watching it thinking like this feels a little different you know yeah but uh but yeah no i love that movie yeah i hope they he releases an extended version Apparently it was supposed to be like five hours long, yeah. but, nice. but when he he put the the words on the screen, that was like a whole like couple hours long. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was gonna put that up on my list, but I wanted to see uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood before I put a Quentin Tarantino before I put him. Tarantino yeah. movie on the list. So. Yeah. yeah, still haven't seen that either. Yeah, it's I great. Seen. I love it. I love that movie. It's definitely his slowest film. Definitely, definitely his slowest film. But in an, in a good way, in my opinion, like the what the characters are compelling enough, and that because it's it's very character. It's it's him in Jackie Brown mode, basically. Um, which I don't know if either of you have seen that one, but yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, it's it's definitely character driven, you know, not so much like about like the plot or whatever, you know. But I I, I really loved Once Upon a Time in Hollywood though. So comes out on Blu-ray on Tuesday. Oh. <laughs> Do watch it. I liked it. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna grab that one. Yeah. yeah. Brad Pitt and Dicap and Leonardo DiCaprio, like yeah, they they had really good chemistry in that. Um, my number one choice is, uh, the kid with the bike. It's one of those movies that I didn't really know what it was when I watched it. Um, I hadn't seen the, the direct, it's a brother, a couple brothers had made it. I can't remember what their names were. I hadn't seen any of their other films. I still haven't. I, I definitely want to after watching this one. Um, it's just, it's one of those movies that I just, I didn't know what it was. I watched it and I felt very transported. The whole time I was watching it, I didn't know what direction it was going to go in. I didn't know what was going to happen next. It was about it, it. The subject matter was something that I cared about. The characters were all unique and interesting. They all 
you know, had different qualities to them that made them memorable, but you didn't really quite know exactly where they were going to go or what they were going to do um, or how it was going to figure into the plot. Um, it was it was suspenseful. It was charming. Uh, it was very moving. Um, I mean, when I think back of like films that were that were distinct, that were distinctly well done that came out this decade that one is like the first one that comes to mind so i highly recommend that one the kid with the bike that's my number one choice of favorite film of the decade so, mm-hmm. yeah okay kid with oh the i'll add it to my list <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i mean it's it also it's about real things too it's about something things that that actually happen you know so, yeah and I, I always like films that have a certain degree of reality to them. I like films that just are about real issues. So. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So, any of you guys have any honorable mentions or anything? Um, the one I was going to put as number one, I mean, so I was originally going to put Birdman as number one. Just because I'm a huge, I just love long shots. Birdman's really good too. And that was like a, a quote unquote long shot movie. Yeah, but I, I just was, I loved how it was like made. It just looked really sweet. Just all one continuous, seeming continuous shot. Yeah. But instead, I was I scratched that and I mentioned it the last time we recorded, which was one cut of the dead. Oh yeah. I I was gonna put that as my number one, but instead I went with coherence just because. I've seen Coherence a bunch, and I've seen the one cut of the dead once a couple weeks ago, and then it's crazy good. Like, <laughs> yeah, I put that one on my list. Oh, you have to watch it soon. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> I definitely will. It's somewhat hard. It's on you know, that Shutter. Uh, yeah, that's how I saw it. I had to like sign up for Amazon and get the Shutter. Yeah, watch it through that. But it's yeah, it's a Japanese film. Like I don't remember how much like. I don't know how much you remember. I told you it, but it was the quick. First, bit. Yeah, the first thirty minute is a a a, long, a one shot of a yeah. zombie film, basically. Yeah, and it is one shot. It isn't yeah. like there's no hidden cuts or anything like that. So it's like, yeah. hence the title, one cut. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then after that, it just goes insanely. Like, it's really hard to explain with it as, as yeah film fans. You'd appreciate the hell out of it. Is, most definitely yeah. i i really want to see that one yeah it's so good let's see some of my honorable mentions um i mean i like i mean uh for example i guess i liked um there's a movie blind spotting you guys are i've either you seen that i've been wanting to see that really good. yeah that one was really that almost made my top five i loved mm-hmm. that one um Exit through the gift shop. <laughs> was that in this decade? I think so. Let me just uh, double check. Yeah, 2010. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 yeah that was. Yeah. I love that one. Um, <laughs> that was good. Uh, it's um, this Turkish film called Mustang, which I really loved. Um, I'd highly recommend that one. I, I, it, I, you know, I've, I, I can't help but notice my top five. <laughs> All of them are very sad films, so I'm trying to like, <laughs> like more upbeat kind of things. You know, exit through the gift. I guess that counts. Um, uh, the Handmaiden, I really liked. Um, the Shoplifters, a couple Korean movies. Um, 
A Separation, which is an Iranian film. What are some American films that I liked? Um, um I like I, for Pixar. Yeah. I'll say Coco was their best of the decade. Yeah. Coco was so good. Like I didn't get the the hype for Inside Out, honestly. Yeah. I thought it was okay. I thought Coco was very underhyped, and not many people talk about it or anything. But I thought it was their best, one of their best ones they've made. I would say, yeah, my top three are probably. Um, you mentioned Ratatouille. I like that That's one. My favorite. Yeah. My favorite's probably Wally, and then Ratatouille, and then Coco. I think those are my top three. Yeah. So, um, I I liked. Um, let's see, Son of Saul. Either you seen that one? I think i might have yeah, it sounds real it's a war film mm. is it like middle eastern war film kind it's of, um or? well it's it's a little hard to describe the it's name kind, sounds familiar yeah, yeah it's i like that one um the embrace yeah. of the the um, embrace of the serpent i really like that one too i like the music in it <laughs> but anyway go on i was gonna say uh, one of my Honorable mentions was a uh, Nightcrawler, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, it was one of mine too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he really wanted the Oscar for that yeah. role too, and he didn't even get a nomination. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bradley Cooper, you know, had to get it that year for some reason. When American Sniper, which, oh. it, I, which I didn't really understand why he got nominated for that, because nobody even talked about his performance in that film until after he got nominated. Did you notice that? Yeah. Like. Uh, whatever anyway <laughs> i guess never, but <laughs> never even saw that so <laughs> i mean it's a clint Eastwood. i liked it but it's yeah. yeah i don't know i wouldn't say you know it's one of his best or anything so. <laughs> uh i know you guys don't like marvel as much as i do but infinity war that was one of my honorable mentions <laughs> did you like that more than endgame yeah definitely yeah i think i did too actually you know i liked endgame but i I think i liked infinity war more you know the main thing that kind of bummed me out about endgame was like some of the cgi like the scene where um uh oh god oh my god why can't i remember names oh chris hemsworth um, as thor when he showed up and and um he was kind of all like he had the beard and everything. The big Lebowski. Yeah. yeah. He was in big Lebowski mode. Like that was funny, but yeah. like did you guys notice that his head kinda didn't match his body a little bit? Like well, I I... Yeah, he still had like the thin neck, but didn't really add anything to the neck. Uh... Yeah. It looked really weird. <laughs> it made his head look really tiny. <laughs> I liked um as far as comic books, Logan a lot. Oh, oh, to say that. Yeah. Logan Logan, I like that more than the Deadpool movies. Yeah, I, me too. Actually, yeah, um, yeah, Logan was really good, actually. And I'm a huge X Men fan too. So, yeah. as far as Superman movie or superhero movies go, um, I think my favorite of the decade was uh, Into the Spider Verse. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's another really good animated film. Oh, what's in... oh another animated film I like that I actually thought was really underrated was um, Kubo and the and the Two Strings. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. I heard that was really good. It's it is good. Have you seen that? Yeah, it's really yeah. good. Yeah, I think that one's really. I think it's underrated, actually. I that's one of my favorites, mm. definitely. Yep. I also had Green Room. Like we already yeah. talked about that, but yeah, Green Room that was good. Yeah. Uh, sorry to bother you. Oh yeah, that was 
I, I really liked that one a lot, actually. And I saw it with a bunch of people who who hated it, you know, like after, like when we left it, like everybody was talking crap about it. And I, I didn't say anything because I actually <laughs> loved it. I, yeah. I was so into that. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Which one? I do. It's uh, sorry to bother you. Was that? A, I remember the name. I don't. I think I saw it even possible. It's sort of dystopian. Um, yeah. Kind of like a, another because expl- a lot of sort of films that year kind of came out that were sort of exploring civil rights issues, like um, if Beale Street could talk and um, Blind Spotting, and um, mm-hmm. I guess Black Panther was the one that was really popular, but oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Green Book and stuff like that. But yeah. in, I'd say Sorry to Bother You. Um, out of all those films. Um, that one, in my opinion, was probably the most interesting. Okay, that's how I remember. So, I didn't check yeah. it. He's like the guy that that's at a telemarketing place. Mm. Works his way works his way up by using his white voice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that was great. Um, yeah. Let's see. Um, do I have any others? Well, I also what? have what. Yeah. Uh, I liked uh, Edge of Tomorrow a lot. Oh yeah, uh, Edge of Tomorrow sci-fi action. Yeah, that was really fun. Yeah, that was that was really good. I like most of these are foreign films. Ida, um, The Hunt, Roma. I mean those those are three I really loved. That all three of those almost made my top five. But um, yeah. Anything else? Whiplash. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you've seen that one, right? Yeah. But, like I said in the chat, like, I I seriously thought you guys were talking about Whippet. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Where Ellen Page does uh, Roller roller Derby. Yeah, I got a text and zoned out for just a split second and thought you guys were talking about something else. But yeah, I really loved Whiplash. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I definitely am going to watch that one again for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Ex Machina. That's a great one, too. Ex Machina was really good. Did you like Annihilation? Yeah. I don't. I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, okay. I wanted to see it, yeah. but then I heard it was bad, so I didn't. Yeah, some people really loved that one. I didn't. I heard there was like one cool scene about yeah. something about a bear. And then yeah, that's all I heard. There was some crazy um, cool scene about a bear, and then the rest of the movie sucked. That was kind of cool, actually. Um, yeah, I didn't really like it that much. I I thought I was gonna like it. I usually like weird movies like that, but. And and actually, what, what and normally this doesn't. Normally, this isn't ordinarily a, a deal breaker. But honestly, like the CGI in it, like was, in my opinion, terrible. It just totally took me out of it, and yeah. that's really kind of what killed it for me. And like when I compare that to like Ex Machina, which is which looks amazing and really refined and stuff, and yeah. uh, it just doesn't. It just fell. It fell way short for me. Um, I'm going to probably give it another chance at some point, like maybe in 10 years or so, because a lot of people I know like consider that really underrated and under misunderstood and stuff. But I wasn't super into that one for some reason. I don't know why. Um, Personally, I know a lot of people thought it was really long and boring, but personally, I really love the Revenant. I loved that one. I like that. Yeah. 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 That was, yeah, I think I thought that was a beautiful film. And um, 
I thought, it, and I really loved how DiCaprio basically just got beaten up for two and a half hours, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then an Oscar for it. Yeah. And then the next year, um, Casey Affleck was in, um, Manchester by the sea where he barely even moves. He like sits down the entire movie and he barely like even talks. And, yeah. Shit. And he gets the Oscar the following year after DiCaprio <laughs> yeah. almost kills himself the year before. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Um, Let's see. What other what other movies came out this decade that were really good? Can you think of any more? Uh, see Nebraska. Yes, yeah. I loved. I loved yeah, Nebraska. that one. That was great. Probably my favorite Alexander Payne movie. I don't know that or Election. I don't. I can't decide. But Sideways is good too. Yeah. Uh, the Witch. Oh yeah, The Witch is great. Yeah. And. <laughs> Black Coast Daughter, I really love too. I still haven't seen Lighthouse. No, me neither. But yeah, um, me neither. But yeah, The Witch was yeah. Pretty much was like definitely my kind of movie. So. Pretty much anything that like A twenty four puts out, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're generally pretty high quality. Like, oh, they, they were the ones that did um, the guy who directed um, It Comes at Night, uh, which I know not most people didn't like. Um, and then uh, Waves, which came out recently or is about to come out and i want to see that one but he did a movie called Cresha, um which i'd that one i really loved i maybe that would be in my favorites of the decade i don't i don't know i'd have to think about that one more but it's another bleak one though <laughs> which, which one was that it's the one about the the um it, it was made before it comes out night. it was kind of i, I it's sort of like his thesis film i think it, might have been it was um it's the one about the family and there's that one member who like she had some alcohol problems and some domestic violence issues before and she's kind of trying to stay clean and so she moves so so, so then she goes to this thanksgiving dinner with this whole family of people of hers like her family who all everybody in her family is basically setting her off like constantly and so she's it's almost like her walking into just a giant like (laughs) pool of piranhas almost it's from her perspective and it's really it's it's intense most of the movie is pretty much shot like either like she's she's pretty much on screen kind of like how jennifer lawrence was in in mother it's sort of like how how this is as well pretty much the entire time she's or most of the movie she's on screen or it's from her perspective or there's like a lot of close-ups and stuff and so it's very psychological but that one i liked a lot it used to be on netflix but i don't know if it is anymore i'll have to check that one out yeah mother's another good one to add to the the yeah i never saw it (laughs) it's pretty messed up yeah i want to see it yeah it's um jennifer lawrence if you like jennifer lawrence's face then that is your movie (laughs) because i mean that's pretty much like that's like it's he kind of went back to his old school style that he had darren aronofsky when he made pie and um requiem for a dream where he uses a lot of close-ups of the of the characters and the camera kind of following their face around and stuff he does that with jennifer lawrence in in this movie a lot except it's with a 16 millimeter camera i think it is which is was an interesting way to film it like the technical aspects of that movie were definitely odd but yeah did you see how they built the house and everything no it's it's pretty interesting yeah it's just like it's in a big warehouse and like they built parts of it for the end scene they build parts of it for uh, it was just it was cool it's on the it's on the blu-ray 
Yeah. I have the Blu-ray, so I should probably check that out. But but yeah, that's definitely an interesting movie, but yeah, yeah. it gets, gets crazy. <laughs> yeah. Extremely uncomfortable to sit through. You know, just the sound design and everything. The sound design's probably the worst aspect of it, actually. Like just because it's just it, directionally speaking, like it, I don't know. That movie kind of made me sort of feel dizzy, actually. So, yeah, especially towards the end. Yeah, it, yeah. Ooh, man. But yeah, that's a good movie, though. So, but not everybody liked it. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I totally get it. I mean, it's hard to like a movie where you're watching Jennifer Lawrence's face for two hours, you know. So, but. Anyway, so yeah, um, I can't really think of anything else to say off yeah. the top of my head. I mean, I think we, um, I don't know, Moonlight was good. Um, it's another A24 one. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, A24. <laughs> That's, that was one of my favorites. That one won Best Picture, so everybody loves that one. Although they messed it up at the ceremony by <laughs> announcing La La Land. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that was pretty funny, actually. You guys won Best Picture! Um, and, and 12 Years a Slave, which I know most people didn't watch, but I like that one a lot, too. Um, and the director, Steve McQueen, I like his... I like it. I I didn't like I don't like all of his movies. I liked Hunger, but I didn't really like Widows as much as I thought I was going to. Honestly, it just kind of seems silly to me. And then I didn't really like Shame all that much either. But I I should probably rewatch that one at some point. So, but anyway, that's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could keep going on if we keep picking <laughs> stuff out. <laughs> yeah, we probably shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, not quite Christmas yet, but we'll be soon. So I'm still not going to say Merry Christmas, but getting closer. Yeah. And um, although there are some other holidays kind of around this point, you know, <laughs> so got Hanukkah and stuff. So, but so happy holidays, I guess, in that in that way. But yeah, right. <laughs> that's all. Yeah. <laughs> have All right. a good one yeah have a good night stay warm and stay safe <laughs>